Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on this Thursday. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Just being asked this morning about the product lines, literally. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. First reaction I got was, wow, that's pretty good. I said, yeah. Great pre-owned inventory as well. Fabulous service department, great sales staff, and a lot of great deals to be had. Holidays are a great time to buy a vehicle. They really are. i got to get into what company. Um, but um, the, uh, the one, two James from James. That was good this year. <laughs> two Matt from Matt. Uh, let's see Lisa's reaction now. Like what? Exactly. <laughs> but Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, it's eleven and fifteen and Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh so a couple of quick addendums to yesterday's show. We were talking before the uh the draft about Killian Hayes yesterday, and he I said he'd probably go around eight and he went seven to the Detroit Pistons. Deron Hayes, son. So thrilled for him. Remember the last time Deron was here, the, quote, little guy was running around. Now the little guy is a millionaire. (laughs) It's like, okay, that worked out well. And Lamar Stevens ended up signing with the Cleveland Cavaliers on a two-way contract. Remember, NBA rosters have uh, 17, 15 roster players and two two-way players. He has signed a two-way contract. Now, we don't know what the status of the G League is going to be this year moving forward. I think at some point they will play. But that's what Lamar ended up signing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that part is taken care of. Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated on today's show, and Ross Tucker with us on the show today. Yes. Good to have Ross Tucker. Ross Dellinger is going to be on tomorrow's show. All right. So we'll have that on the show today. Um, also, the final half hour will take your calls on uh, your personal experience, your funniest suit story. No? We're not doing that? Maybe somebody will. I don't know. Oh, no, there's got to be somebody out there because, believe. in fact, we may be overloaded. <laughs> you won't believe what this guy did. <laughs> no, no, we'll believe it. <laughs> the master of the corner office. All right, uh, we go to the NBA. Clay Thompson. You know, if you love the if you love sports, 
you're rooting for a guy. Uh, I really enjoy watching Clay Thompson play basketball. Man, I love to watch him shoot. He's got a great shot, and when he gets going, it is so entertaining. Now, if it's against your team, it's not. But if you're just a neutral observer, which well, I'm watching Golden State, I'm pretty much a neutral observer. When he gets going as a shooter, it's so much fun. Well, last year, of course, they didn't have him at all because he tore his a- he tore his uh, ACL in the NBA Finals against Toronto. So everybody's been looking forward to him coming back. And then the news came down last night, he got hurt. He got hurt all right. He ended up suffering a tear to his right Achilles. His season is over again. He's going to miss two years when it's all said and done. And with all due respect, he's a little bit older. That's not an easy injury to come back from anyway. Kobe Bryant, of course, had this. And I saw a younger player get it. I saw Tim Frazier, who, speaking of uh, Killian Hayes going to the Detroit Pistons, Tim Frazier uh, played last season with the Detroit Pistons. Tim had it. Uh, the Achilles happened down in Puerto Rico, missed the entire season. When he came back, and Tim was a really well-conditioned athlete, fabulous, and has maintained that too, by the way. But he was about 75 or 80% that year. It wasn't until the year after where you felt like he regained the full burst. So this is an injury that takes time. And Tim, of course, at when he had his, would have been 10 years younger than what Clay Thompson is. Not easy. The Achilles, and you, I mean, you can come back in a year, but you may not have the same pop the same you know the same uh, explosiveness and of course for clay thompson the key for him let's see what it does to the elevation on his jump shot but i feel awful for him feel terrible he's one of those guys i i enjoy watching play when he gets going shooting you're like wow oh he seems to carry himself like a real pro out there too and he's a fabulous by the way he's a fabulous defensive player too Arizona and Seattle tonight. Pair of six and three teams. This is a pretty good matchup on Thursday Night Football, Matthew. It is. I'm excited for this matchup tonight. Yeah, I know. Especially I think since this the is... first one was great on a primetime stage. Yeah. So let's you know, bring it on. We'll get to see a good game tonight between the two. Because the college game is Tulsa and Tulane. Tulsa's pretty good. But here's one for you. <laughs> You'll love this. You know what game number this is for Tulane this season? Come on. How many games is this for Tulane this season? I'll say two. Ten. This is their tenth game of the oh. season. They're five and four. Yeah. Okay. How about that? A lot of people never would have thought that. So they're playing tonight as well. Uh, Penn State's going to wear its Generations of Greatness uniforms. That's going to be numbers on the helmets, 
white shoes, the whole thing. They're wearing that this weekend, by the way. The player, you know, now when you talk to the players, what is the element of the generations of greatness uniform that they love more than anything else? Matt doesn't know. Matt doesn't know. Come on, Matt. What's the element of the uniform that the players love more than anything else? Well, jersey, of course. Nope. It is the white shoes. <laughs> You're stumping I'm not me a lot you. today. Huh? You're stumping me a lot today. Oh, that's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure Luke was up all night. You lost sleep and. You know, because you kept looking over at Lisa saying, go get him. Yeah, I mean, you had to wake up to do that. I know. More or less an early wake-up call. How about that? Yeah. Um, No, it's the white shoes. Man, they love the white shoes. You know, they feel sleeker and quicker and faster in the white shoes. Penn State, of course, they've always been known for the black shoes. Penn State wore the white shoes. Because they, they, and the only reason they wore them is they were playing on AstroTurf in the Superdome. And in 1978, I think that was the only game all season that was not played on grass. Trying to think very quickly here. Uh, They played, I think they played at NC State. They played and at that time NC State, Carter Finley Stadium, grass. They played at Kentucky in '78, shut them out 30 to nothing. And at that point, Commonwealth Stadium, which is what it was called then, was natural grass. I think it was the only time all season they played on AstroTurf. And so they wore, quote, AstroTurf shoes. They wore the white shoes. And they didn't win the game. After that, Joe wore nothing but black shoes. <laughs> I'm telling you. I bet right? that. Oh, I could bring Spider on. Spider could tell you all that stuff. I mean, you know what the ritual was on shoes? No. Okay, here's the ritual on shoes. On, I want to say, Thursday night, you know, of course, they, they polish up the helmets, but they also polish up the shoes. Well, the question always was, who would polish up Joe's shoes? I mean, who would do that? So they would take the senior most member of the um, of the managerial staff, talk about the students, and they would have Joe's shoes until they lost. And when they lost, it would then go to the next person. And that person would keep them until boom, another loss. Boom. Then they, you know, so that's how they took. That's how they, the tradition was with Joe's shoes. So obviously, in 1986 and in 1994, the same guy did them all year, how about all that? year long. Oh, no, that's how they do it. Not ever tell you, tell you about. I have, I have, technically, I have Joe's bag for the Citrus Bowl. Oh, all right. What happened was I came in one day. It was before the, before the bowl game. And I want to say it was the LSU one. So it was this, that, that when Penn State won. In fact, that would, turned out to be Joe's last bowl victory. I came in 
to the equipment room because I just, I needed to check with with Spider and Kirk about some innocuous thing. I don't know what it was. Something about I just wanted. To, I think it was just to get the practice schedule right down there. You know, I think that's what it was. I was going in there and say, hey, look, once I get down there, what's the practice schedule going to be? Because obviously Jack and I want to go over. I think that was it. So I went in there, and I was asking him about it, and, and Spider looks at me and says, hey, do you have a bag? And I said, no, I didn't no, I didn't get a bag. I wouldn't. I said, don't worry about it. He goes, no, 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 no. He says, you should have a bag. So he takes all this stuff out of the bag. I go, I said, whose bag is that? He says, oh, no, it's Joe's bag. Here, you take it. <laughs> Because he had the shoes and like some of the practice gear was in there, and he took it all out. He said, "You take it. I'll just give him another bag." <laughs> True story. Oh, that's amazing. Oh no, it's all sorts of crazy things. Oh, I got a, I got a billion stories. I mean, most, I mean, some of them are true. All right, so <laughs> they're all true. He'll sit there and make stuff up. Um, but yeah. I don't think they have a like anything like that with James. Um, I'd have to ask Jay about that. I'll tell you, as Jay, uh, Package, and Stuart Carter have worked so hard to make this happen. But here's one for you. Uh, I, we've known since the first game that there have been false positives. They got a false positive, and I think we told you about that on Monday, didn't we, after the Indiana game? I think we went over it briefly, but it's really skyrocketed since then. It's up to 43 now, I think. Yeah, but that's accumulated. It's not 43 in one week. That's the accumulated number. So you're averaging now at this point, this is week five, eight to nine a week. False positives. Now, people go, well, so here's the good news. In the end, they end up negative, and everything's cool, right? So that's the, that's the real positive. But here is, here's the part that people don't realize. Just because it, it comes up as a positive and go, oh, it's good, okay. How do you find out that it is a false positive? You find it's a po- false positive because now they got to take a PCR test. So you got to go. You got to go get another test. It's an outside test. Right? Then, then it takes longer to get the result back from the PCR test. So I mean, it is it is eaten up. Um, it's eaten up valuable time. Now the key is they haven't lost anybody to this. Thus, the false positive part, as opposed to Maryland is going to miss their game again this week with Michigan State. Mike Loxley tested positive. So the Maryland-Michigan State game is out this week, and they're thinking that maybe the game with Indiana next week is in jeopardy, too, with Maryland. That's why I was reading off the numbers yesterday for Penn State. Because the numbers from that I read off yesterday were all the tests that were done after the Maryland game. Because people were wondering, how did, how did this affect Penn State? And evidently, based on those testing numbers, because they, they, those went up to Friday, by the way. So when you talk about, oh, it's four or five days, you hear that all the time. Well, obviously, if it goes up to last Friday on daily testing, uh, that means you're now six to seven days past. So that, that I think that told us something. 
but Maryland and Michigan State not playing this weekend. Meanwhile, Tulane's playing its 10th game. Back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. 800-795-9565. We did have a comment earlier in the week, and I brought it up. It's like, hey, are they taking calls? Well, and we've had several calls the last few days, but you can call anytime. You have a question, that's great. Comment? Not just a question, a comment. I'm always interested to hear what people have to say, what they're thinking, why. So, yeah. 800-795-9565. And uh, Nate Bauer, next half hour, Blue White Illustrated. Ross Tucker joins us at 4.06 today. I'll tell you, Nate and Ross both the same in terms of great work ethic. They both work really hard. Don't take their talent for granted. Pour their heart and souls into what they do. Those are two guys that don't mail in anything. We have a guy in the corner office that just has a book of stamps. <laughs> Come on, Matt. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just a clever play on words. Always is. <laughs> but you know what makes it really fun and really actually brings the humor out? What's it's that? the truth in it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous wide selection of pre-owned inventory that has the Sunbury Motors guarantee behind it. That means a lot. 
You know me, I always want to go with the best. I go with Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Penn State takes on Iowa Saturday at Beaver Stadium at 3.30. I'm beginning at 2 o'clock. And also yesterday was the NBA draft. Penn State basketball adds media day yesterday. The basketball season for the Nittany Lions will open up next Wednesday in the Jordan Center against Drexel. And with that, uh, I don't think we're dragging him away from the golf course on a day like this, although I'm sure he's tempted. Is Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. Nate, welcome back. Great to have you with us. You know, it is. It's just, it's a little chilly still. Uh, but tomorrow looks good. Yes, it does, as a matter of fact. Yes, it as does. As does Saturday, as does Sunday. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm working Saturday. What? Yeah, I'm what? working. <laughs> I know it's as shocking as it seems, man. Uh, we're getting one over on you. Some, somebody still thinks I'm employable. All right, so, all right. Uh, I want to start with basketball, and then we'll get to the football part, if you don't mind. Uh, I plead the fifth. I, I want to. Well, I want to start with Lamar <laughs> Stevens. He he signs a two way with Cleveland. It was also a night where Deron Hayes' son Killian was drafted. We talked about him earlier in the week. Uh, but still, I mean, Lamar ends up, I think, actually in a good situation for him. I think it gives him a real shot with a two-way with a franchise like Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too tuned into like, Cleveland's roster, but, um, you know, and certainly. And, based, and since LeBron left, nobody in Cleveland is either. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, and and there's uncertainty obviously about the G League um, this year you know but yeah I mean I look like for Penn State basketball players uh, getting an opportunity is is what you want right I mean it's, yeah. they, they've all been going back to Taylor Battle right I mean it's all been about um, and obviously you predate that but it's it's all about can you get an opportunity and can you stick um, and that's right. been that's been the hardest thing. I mean, you know, you've seen a lot of guys uh, go on to have very successful overseas careers, um, but less so in the NBA. And you know, look, uh, it it's tough. <laughs> you know, it's it's that it's the league for a reason. Right. Um, and and so you know, for for Lamar, it's got to improve that three point shooting. You know, yeah, um, awesome. which was. And that's that's how he sticks, right? I mean, if yeah. if he can shoot it, uh, he'll get his, himself an opportunity, and he'll be okay. It's just a matter of uh, actually doing that. All right. So now I go to the next part, and that was yesterday's press conference. It's one thing that <laughs> if you if you're going to handpick a group of individuals that probably can be free with what they think and can say, it usually will be the student athlete, especially these days. Sure. Uh, how free and open were they with their comments yesterday? They were free and open, Steve. Um, you know, look, it's 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 touchy, right? I mean, it's it's obviously given the fact that the of the timing, right? Like nobody, right? Uh, if you're if you're a college basketball player, college athlete, okay, you don't anticipate your head coach for virtually any reason being removed a month before the start of the season. Right. Yes, yes, you understand that sometimes coaching changes happen. Uh, that's part of the game. Everybody gets that. Uh, but you expect that in April, 
you you know for college basketball specifically you expect that in, at that time of year um and so it's raw i mean the the scabs are are fresh and the wounds are fresh and you know i i think that if you listen to what those guys had to say obviously jamari wheeler um you know miles dread you know these are thoughtful guys um and that's that's always been the case uh, of penn state basketball players you've always had uh thoughtful kids come through this program yes um you know it's Yes, there's disappointment among them that this happened and that Pat is no longer, uh, Pat Chambers is no longer their head coach. But if you really kind of read through the tea leaves, some of their disappointment, and, and I would even argue a majority of it, is attached to the fact that they, a month later, still don't feel like they know why. Right. And, and, and let's, let's be fair, in a situation like this, they're not going to have all the information that the decision makers have. Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. and so I mean, and and I, you and I don't know what that is. I mean, we don't, we don't know, uh, but but they're also people who signed here, not just with the university and not with the just with the front of the jersey. They signed with the head coach too. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's what is expected. And again, I mean, that's that's uh, if performance isn't there, if if those things like. Uh, 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 the name is escaping me. Yeah, Greg Williams. Who's the, the Wichita State? Greg Marshall. Coach? Greg Marshall. Yep. Right, right. Like uh, uh, the guy at Rutgers who was pegging kids with basketball. Right. Yeah. Like right. you. You get it. You get it. You saw it and you you understand it, uh, and it makes sense. Performance uh, dismissals. They, they make sense. Like you, you get it. Sure. Um, but mm-hmm. this one. This one is just. It's just really, really hard, um, you know, for these guys to come to terms with uh, for, for a variety of reasons. But namely, just just not having that, that wasn't their experience. And, and the thing that Jamari complained about that, um, you know, I, I thought was particularly poignant was nobody asked him, right? right. Like if uh, he, he felt and expressed that, um, you know, he felt like he should have been part of that conversation. Not part of the conversation of, hey, uh, should you retain this guy as the head coach, but the conversation of, you're an African-American athlete here. What has your experience been, um, you know, with this guy as your head coach? And and to have not been able uh, to provide that input, I think, is, uh, you know, just another sticking point with these guys. All right, now I'll turn the page over to football uh, and something that James... Now, we knew that there was at least, uh, I, I believe, before the Indiana game, I think there was at least one false positive before the Indiana game. Okay, so, yep. we, so, we, so we've known since the opener that they exist. Yep. Four, 43 is a big number, um, you know, because 43 means, let's just, this is game five. That means you're averaging 11 false positives, you know, you're averaging, what, eight, nine false positives a week. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that is a that's a big number. Now the the positive part is is that they all eventually come back negative so they're available. That's why it's a false positive, but still it is a problem they have to you know that they have to somehow figure out how to overcome. Yeah. So I'm I, and listen, this is I am not doubting or, or calling into question the the hurdles and the challenges that that creates Mm -hmm. i guess my my question is to find out 
right? So like 43 sounds like a big number, and I think that it is, but I'm also thinking of it in the context of how many tests they actually do. Uh, and, you know, you got to understand they're, they're testing, what, what would you estimate, 100 50 people every day, 170 yeah. people every day. Every day, but here, here's the multiple with the 43. Okay, you get a false positive. Well, how do you know you have a false positive? Because you then have to take the PCR test. Right. All right. See, that's that. I mean, that then that's where it gets involved. You have to take that test to confirm whether it, whether it's positive or not. So it's the additional step you have to take and the time it takes to do that. Yeah. No, it's it's. It's funny, not funny. Funny, nothing is funny, funny. Funny, strange. I know, funny, strange. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing's funny about this year. But you know, listening uh, to James Franklin talk now versus uh, August, you know, when it was a fight to save the life of the college football season. Yep. It's 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 dramatic, right? I mean, it's it's a, it's a big difference in determining what the value is of this yeah. and it's not just it's not just based on winning or losing it's all right we we thought that this was something worth saving we thought that the the ability you have to give them the player right everything's in the context of the players okay yes. but it's also the coaches it's also it's everybody right you've got this whole ecosystem of people whose purpose is to, to do football, right, in some ca- capacity, playing, coaching, support staff, whatever. Yeah. It's, this is what their main thing is. And so it was worth it to make that fight to figure out a way to do it, not to mention the revenue you know, aspect. But, <laughs> but now that there's, they're trying to do it and the season is going on, right, today was uh, the 15th game canceled for this week of college football, mm-hmm. right, the, the yeah. Maryland deal. Um, it, 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 Penn State obviously has felt this particularly hard um, in terms of the ramifications, not just um, from a COVID scale, but it's it, it's a butterfly effect. There are things beyond just the initial impact uh, that you know that that have really kind of dinged up this this program's uh, ability to be to win games, right? And and we all know how small the margin is in the first place. Uh, you know, when those things happen, it, it just makes it that much tougher. Um, you know, so I think I, I think it's 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 a catch twenty two because if you're not playing this season, you're miserable right now. Right. You're, you know, what are you doing? But the fact that they are playing, I, I think that the the disconnect is trying to get the public at large to understand everything that's going into this, and it's massive. It's just, it's just not, uh, it's not, you're not dealing with a normal set of circumstances. It might look normal on TV, but it's not. Uh, You mentioned normal on TV. I believe that's, that was your seat last Saturday, correct? Watching it on TV? That is correct. Okay. First time in a long time. So what, you know, what was your perspective watching it from TV? What did you get out of it? And what were some of the conclusions you came to? You know, it was it was better once my two year old took a nap. Um, <laughs> that, that was an improvement on the viewing experience. Um, yeah, it's I, it's it's good and bad. It's there, there are advantages to being at home in terms of um, 
some of the now granted with nobody in the stadium there are few distractions to begin with yeah. but at home there's even fewer right i mean you right. again once a kid went to bed uh i had right. multiple screens going i'm able to the stats and all that stuff right. um it, it, you're locked in and so that's that's a good aspect but it's it's hard to to read all of the extraneous stuff right you don't see anybody going into uh, the injury tent. You don't see, sure. um, you know, body language. All all of those things play a factor, and yeah. it's just it's just varying levels of removed this year, right. right? Because even even being in the stadium, everybody's got a mask on. You you can't tell what James's facial expressions are. You don't know. You can't read into any of those things. So, you know, I it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah, no, um, because that was something when Jack and I talked about with the network what we wanted to do. I mean, they agreed with us, which was great, because being there, we can see all that stuff. What's interesting, though, and I get asked about this all the time, what's it like with no fans? I I notice it when the team runs out, but then once the game starts, because of what, what, you know, my job happens to be, hey, Steve, follow the ball. Yeah. at, once the game starts, I don't notice it. Now, and that and that's just my perspective, which is different than what yours is going to be. Yeah, I also think. I mean, this goes back to Indiana, but Indiana was the most. It, it had an element of of being locked in, as though it was like just just competitiveness, right? Just competitors out right. there on the field, which I, which I imagine is mostly 95% of that experience uh, for those guys, for those college players, that's, that's, that's what it is. I mean, yeah. you know, we always make a big deal in the media about the crowd and the influence and that kind of stuff, yeah. and it does play a part. Yes, it creates atmosphere, but, but you know. they all, uh, But you know what? In all fairness, those athletes tell us all the time that they don't hear much right. until, and they'll tell me it's like usually like maybe 10 seconds after, they get so locked in they don't hear what's going on. Yeah, you don't you don't hear it, and and you don't you don't see like I think that in a lot of ways in Iowa it's funny you know Penn State playing Iowa this weekend like a lot of the the conversation at away venues for Penn State is they hear while they're on the sideline they're getting screamed at while while they're on the sideline and you can hear it because they're right next to you they're they're literally standing right next to you um, but no I mean you know look these guys have checklist of a million things that they they are responsible for on every play when they're out there on the field they're not they don't notice that stuff you know it's just not that's not a factor a pleasure my friend as always thank you so much for your time and your insight very much just uh it's not it doesn't really feel like q a just feels like conversation so i appreciate that steve do you have a pick this week do you do you make picks i don't know how that works for you uh pick what for the game it, no, they're like. It, I mean, like Herbie doesn't. He doesn't pick, right? Like, right. but I don't have any idea what to expect this weekend. I'm I'm lost. Nobody does. I don't even think Iowa knows what to expect. I mean, <laughs> Good point. I mean, I don't know what to expect from them because their two wins are over two teams. Where we sit back and go, <laughs> really, especially the defenses of those two teams, Minnesota and, and Michigan yep. State, really struggle defensively. So, yep. I, so I don't know. It's hard I was to, telling I was telling T Frank, Penn State's defense is not 
as bad. Oh like, no! Statistically, it's a it's it's a false flag. It's it's a it's a mirage. They're not they're not bad. They've, well, they've actually been much better than uh, than the numbers indicate. I told that I, I said I was interviewed by the Iowa Network for their pregame show this morning, and I said the same thing. A, a third of the points that they've given up have been mm-hmm. on short fields or turnovers, mm-hmm. and that's not them. Right, that's, exactly. You know? that, that is not them. And the second half of each of the last two games, they haven't given up more than 100 yards in either one. So, all right. We'll see. We'll see. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Nate. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. Ross Tucker next half hour. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK.